to another episode of the so-called Oreos podcast. We are happy to be back in the studio this week. Well, Nakia and Janae are, um, you know, Rachel moved to the ATL ATL, shouty. Rachel, how you doing? Rachel? ATL, hello, can you hear me? (laughs) (laughs) Hello? Yeah. We got you. I'm good. More details, please. <laughs> like, is it warmer? Are you happy? Is your apartment it nice? Is, it is warmer. Um, I love my apartment. Everyone is super friendly. Um, it's just like that exciting feeling of just being in a new place. Mm-hmm. So that's what I'm going through right now. But so far, so good. I have no complaints. I'm really happy. That's lit. Yay. How's um, the commute to the job? I know you were slightly worried about that. Yes. um, Going to work hasn't been terrible regarding traffic. It's just coming home. um, My commute is about an hour with traffic. So you drive now? That's kind of like New York. Yeah. Yeah. Do you drive or like do you take a bus or do they have trains in Atlanta? They do, but it's not like New York. I think there's like one near my um near my job downtown mm. but um daniel and i we carpool so oh, that's in the morning cute. yeah he drops me and picks me up I was daniel is rachel's boyfriend mm-hmm. in case you guys didn't know do you know how to drive yes and no oh, okay <laughs> i was like i know you're from new york and i know a lot of new york people don't know how to drive that's such a true thing but you yeah. know this jersey gal does just saying I got like my license late in life, so I was really sad about it. But then I moved here, and people in their thirties were like, "Oh yeah, I let my my permit expire." I still have friends mm-hmm. who don't know how to drive. Yeah, and I failed my test. You failed but your test? Yeah, it was so whack, bro. Like I was pissed. Like I lied to everyone and was like, "Oh, I couldn't take the test when that <gasps> as I had failed." <laughs> and it was so dumb because like. It basically, she failed me because she said I didn't wait three seconds at the stop sign. Oh wow! Oh well, that's a picky bit. Yeah, they're yeah. No, she was. She was. Yeah, it was. It was don't, messed up. Don't feel bad. I I failed mine too because I hit the curb when parallel parking, and I literally almost ran a person over. Okay, so. well that's. Ooh, <laughs> I didn't. Even, I didn't even finish the test. After that, he was like, "We're done," and I was like, Damn. "But but we have twenty minutes left." So yeah, don't worry. You know, you just you should pass if you the curb. Like, who cares? You know what I'm saying? Right. Like, it's the hitting the person. Yeah, the hitting I, the person. I get that. That's that's a little. <laughs> that's a little I pass mine the first time with flying colors. Whatever, Janae. But that's not a brag because <laughs> it took me years to take the test because I was so sure that I would fail it several times. So by the time I took the test, I like. You should have. I, I should have passed. So it's fine. Got you. How are you doing, Amari? Other I'm good. Um, I'm tired. I had the first day of classes today and I'm yeah. already over the semester, but I am here. So <laughs> that's how I feel about my job. So there's no one. <laughs> <laughs> that's no shades of my job. I'm just sick and like getting out but of the it, winter, you know, <clears throat> but that's like real because like I'm in school. And I'm just like, I'm over this. And then I think about it and I'm like, wait, I'm going to have to re-enter the workforce. And I was over mm-hmm. that after two years. I just like lack the motivation. I don't know how I had so much energy and motivation when I was younger. But now I just like, I have no desire 
to do most things. To do anything, yeah. yeah. I mean, can't someone just pay me to stay in my apartment and watch Netflix and just go about my business? Uh, You'll be a dream. You're literally talking, I think, to every single solitary millennial out there. Because I'm like, (laughs) right now, I'm like, this is some bullshit. I'm expected Mm -hmm. to do this for the rest of my life. Rest of your life, because by the time we're not going to be able to retire. No, we're not. No, that's why you're lucky for you to see retirement age at this rate. But how do you get a job that you really like that pays well? Like, how do you even get your foot in the door with a job you? like i think that's a lot of analyzing which we'll go into our topic <laughs> but first this week in black History. oh my god transition. okay y'all so january 13th 1913 delta sigma theta sorority was founded at howard university i'm doing all um Black sororities and fraternities, and I'll tell you why. Okay, January 15th, 1908, Alpha Kappa Alpha Sorority, a.k.a. A.k.a. Get it hot. Okay. Wow. (laughs) Was the first organization of Black Greek sisterhood that was founded at Howard University. And January 16th, 1920th, 1920th, oh my God, 1920. (laughs) Jesus Christ. Okay, Zeta Phi Beta sorority was founded at Howard University. So, the reason I did this is because my mommy is a Zeta. This is the 100th year of the Zeta Phi Beta sorority. They're going to DC next week. Shout out to you, Mama Swinton. Shout out to my mom. She's been talking about it. So I was like, mm, I feel like this is a black history fact. And I was right. And then I looked up when all the Divine Nine was uh, founded. And a lot of them were founded in January. I don't know why. Because it's an amazing month. It's also the month <laughs> that, that I know it's your <laughs> It's also the month that I was born. Um, sure. The well, best person. My mom was also born in January. It's so. an amazing month and it births Wait. amazing people. What's your sign? Capricorn. 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 My parents Capricorn. are Capricorn. Sorry. I knew oh. that. She, she just did like a frat. So um, a mega frat. Oh my God. I wish I recorded that. Um, yeah. So I thought it was cool that a lot of the, uh, you know, black fraternities and sororities were founded in January. Um, and all of them are like basically at a hundred years. Then the last one is Iota, which will be in two years. will be 100 years for all of them, which is pretty dope. And I went to D.C. last week, so, you know, it all comes full circle, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> okay, enough about me and sororities. <laughs> On to you, Amari. Okay, so this week on Black Professionals We Love, I am going to highlight... Uh, is she a princess? Was she a duchess? Miss Meghan Markle. Oh. Um, oh. I have many conflicting feelings about Meghan Markle in general, mostly around the fact that she refuses to acknowledge herself as a black woman and only refers to herself as a woman of color, despite the black community so openly embracing her. But whatever, that's nothing. Yikes. Today, <laughs> today I'm just going to claim her as a black woman and celebrate her for maintaining her composure, her dignity, her class, and her kindness in the midst of blatant and insane incessant racism not only was it announced that she is coming back home to the u.s uh but she is bringing back her baby and her prince um you know we love to see black women winning uh, especially in love and in life so i'm happy for her and i kind of feel like everyone's taking this on as a win it's really crazy that yeah, they like renounced i think it's a win the throne. she literally got him <laughs> to be yep. like 
Bye, guys. Like, it's really crazy to me that they were just like, yeah, we're not going to be a part of the royal family anymore. Mm -hmm. I know crazy. after this, they're not letting any all blacks join the royal family. Hell no. But this like, isn't the first one time. Do it. <laughs> but this isn't the first time that someone has left the royal family because it was Prince Charles' brother who it was a similar situation. He married a, divor a divorced woman and then like moved to the U.S. and kind of like was excommunicated. Now he has all those issues with like. Uh, Jeffrey Epstein the, is that that one? Yeah, Jeffrey Epstein. That's like a whole other thing. But yeah. uh, so it's like kind of history repeating itself a little bit, except the woman happens to be black this time. And I think partial of the reason that she's leaving is probably because all the racism she got from the UK. Right. Yes. Yeah. But I like, think so too. one thing that kind of, and my mom pointed it out to me too, which I think was interesting, is that you remember when it was going viral when she had the interview and someone asked if she was okay and she like started like, so you could you could physically see her being upset because she was like, not a lot of people ask me if I'm okay. And yeah. she just didn't expect um, mm. for the backlash to be that harsh. And my mom was like, I think she thinks that because she's so light that that they may have not it may not have gotten to this point with her because it's not so obvious that she is a black woman. I mean, think um, think about just like being in America. You can be passable in certain like instances. Right. You can as a black she person. She definitely passes white. She yeah, she, she definitely passes, but I think I think it's like interesting that she didn't think she was going to be subjected to that amount of racism. And I just wonder like what that thought process around that was. Your I think she color. maybe thought she would have a little bit because it was so publicized that she's black. But I think she didn't know to that extent. Because even when I heard the news, I was just like, you know, went about my day like, oh, that's cool. But then I, you know, saw all the negative press about her and I'm like, wow, they're really going in on her. Like that is that must be terrible. Like regardless, I do feel really bad for her. Yeah. But I'm glad she's coming home and like I'm glad she has um Prince Harry that's like defending her by her side because you know a lot of people can't say the same. So that's love. Yeah. Shout out to you. Y'all got any more brothers over there? Or like no? Or like free ones? You can keep them for Kia. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying, you know I think it's so dope that Prince I mean, she was introduced to Prince Harry through a friend. And that's what I was like. I need to level up on my friends because y'all yeah. ain't introduced me to Princess. You know what I'm saying? I, I can't like say that about all my friends. Y'all have done some good. I've tried. I've I tried to introduce my friends. I don't even... I barely have male friends. So I have no one to introduce yeah. anyone to. I mean, I have male friends, but I don't think they would be suitable with my female friends. And I love you guys, but a lot of y'all are not dateable. That's a whole other... Oh, I'm talking about my male friends. I'm sorry. I was about to say. No, no. My female friends, yeah. I think they're all dateable. My male friends, we just need to work on them a little bit, but they'll they'll get there. I also don't think they're like my girlfriend's types. All of my male friends are gay. Um, yeah, mm. that might be an issue, too. Um, uh, I'm trying to think. I would say decent, not like a decent amount, but they're significant numbers. But I don't know. Yeah. But I'm Anyways, just like, how do you have, like, friends that know princes and stuff? It's like, how do you even love up like that? Bruh. You become an actress and get access to a whole different level of society. True, true, true. But, but she wasn't, like, a big actress. But she was big enough. Really? She was on Suits for, like, a main character for several seasons. Like, my sister loved Meghan Markle before, like, anyone. Like, she was obsessed. Uh, but Suits wasn't so, that big. I don't know. Suits is pretty... I don't know, but yeah, I don't know. It's not like a Game of Thrones. Like, I thought, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. 
I, I'm sorry. I was just analyzing this. Anyway, I love all my friends. Oh, <laughs> I will go into this week's topic. Wait, Amari, did you have anything else? Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. Did you have anything else? I'm sorry. <laughs> Thanks, Janae. We were just talking about men or whatever and male friends, and I was saying that one of my goals moving forward is to um, to think about men less. So, oh, are you talking about a New Year resolution? Sorry, I'm it's not, No, it's it's not a New Year's resolution. That's when you're supposed to say yes. Okay, yeah, <laughs> sure. I just think it's a goal. I don't, but we can talk about this more. I just don't believe in New Year New Year's resolutions. Ooh, Ooh. Interesting, because this week's topic is New Year Kia, resolutions. You are on a ten. I'm on a ten. <laughs> I'm on a ten. You know why I'm on a ten? Because I'm sick and I'm trying to make up for it. Oh, I see. Because at work I was at like a four. Oh, okay. okay. So I'm making up for it because I want y'all to feel the energy of, of the this new podcast, year. Of the, the new year. Yep. Okay. New Year's resolution, y'all. I will say. That we got some interesting uh, stuff coming for you this year. I'm excited for our our, our future that. interviews. You know what I'm saying? I'm excited for us. Oh. We got some interviews planned for y'all later. But today we're going to talk about New Year's resolutions. I'm going to give you some history on that because I'm your history person. I want to wait, Rachel. Are you still with us? Yes, I am. Okay, I just I just want to make sure. Just want to make sure because I'm on a ten and I know Rachel's never on a ten. <laughs> Um, okay, so I'm going to give you guys a quick, you know, history of New Year's resolution. I thought this was interesting because I'm like, why the hell do we do this? Like, what makes us do New Year's resolutions every year? So anyway, the ancient Babylonians are said to have been the first people to make New Year's resolutions almost 4,000 years ago. They were also the first to hold recorded celebrations in honor of the New Year, though for them, the year began not in January, but in mid-March where the crops were planted. During a massive 12 year, I mean, 12 day religious festival um the babylonians crowned a new king um or referred their loyalty to the reigning king they also made promises to the gods to pay their debts and return any objects they had borrowed these promises could be considered the forerunners of our new year's resolutions if the babylonians kept their word their gods would bestow fate oh my god favor on them for coming for the coming year if not they would fall out of the god's favor a place no one wanted to be so basically it's like a pagan holiday and um if they kept the promises to the gods they would get you know a reward if not they would um you know get punished so that's the history and new year's resolutions okay um um that's actually kind of cool to be real um, <laughs> you Gucci? Yeah. I think it's really cool to know the background history of that kind of stuff to be like, wow, this is something that actually has like lasted. Like crazy like, amount of time. Crazy amount of That's time. like 4,000 years ago. And to think about it, it's still relatively true. I mean, it's not about the gods holding favor anymore. It's more so about your personal goals and you kind of holding favor with yourself. Yeah. But the fact that this has lasted thousands of years... It's cool. It's I really think it's cool. cool. I think it's also interesting when we have something that takes away from like a religious point and move it to like a personal goal and like a yeah. universal goal, how like it unites everyone. Um, which is something I just think about. Because you know, like religion is great, but like it has human taintedness around it. Yeah. And when you remove that, kind of like with astrology and stuff, like it's very similar to religion in a way, but like when you remove the religious aspect like a lot of people are into astrology yeah i just think that's something interesting 
how like religion sometimes divides us more when it's like in reality like the same thing yeah um i think this might be a cool moment to talk about our own goals for 2020 i don't know we could do that now or later it's up to y'all i mean yeah it's fine goals setting Um, them well i mean i don't know i I already said one of my personal goals. Again, I don't believe in New Year's resolutions. I do like. Wait, the can we talk about that? Can yeah, we talk about why. That. Um, I just think it's not weird. I like the idea of setting goals for yourself, but this idea that it's a new year, new me, kind of, I'm going to start this new thing because it's the new year. I think we should continuously reflecting on ourselves and continuously setting goals and trying to fulfill them. Just because it's January first, I don't necessarily think that you know. That's going to change. I I also agree with Amari because I think that we're like setting expectations that we know we can't fulfill. And then we put ourselves down for not fulfilling those expectations. So it's been a while since like I would like write down goals in the beginning of the year because I don't think that I'm going to necessarily fulfill them. So Um, I just like kind of like write down goals as I go Mm -hmm. and see like, you know, what's coming up and what I need to do. Okay, well, I think we should talk about the other stuff first, then come back to the goals as, like, why people don't keep their resolutions. Could you guys make that point? Yeah, I think of it, I think of kind of the New Year's resolutions as the way I kind of view, like, daylight savings when you get an hour when you get an added hour for like a week, I feel energized and excited. I'm like, oh, I'm like, so I feel so much more rested. And then I get back into step and I'm like, okay. I'm tired again. Like I'm still back Mm -hmm. in the routine of being tired and all that stuff. And that's kind of how I feel about new year's resolutions a bit. Like the first week I'm like, I'm going to go after it. And afterwards I'm just like, you know, it's the same me. I'm still lazy as hell. Like (laughs) I can try to be better, but I think setting unrealistic goals for myself in the beginning of the year, kind of like Rachel said, kind of like sets you up for a little bit of disappointment. It's Um, hard though. Cause I like, I have felt that way about new year's my entire life. Right. And now Mm -hmm. I'm like trying to actually use this time to like plan and think. And I totally agree that, you know, this is something that should have been happening all year, like year round. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. But now I don't know. I just have this feeling of like, okay, let's new slate start over. Let's start this year off strong and with a mind of what exactly I want to accomplish in just like the next few months. Yeah, I have a lot Mm -hmm. of opinions about all this. I love New Year's. Not not the holiday, but um, regrouping and stuff. But since you guys mentioned this, so this is coming out January 14th. Uh, January 12th is the day where most people fail their resolutions. So around this time coming out, most people will have failed their resolutions, which made me interested into why is that? Like, why do we set? Why do most people set themselves up for failure? So also, um, stats, only 8% of Americans who make New Year's resolutions follow through, like, are successful. Wow. Which is pretty low. Wow. Um, Yeah. And so I was like, why is that? You know, like, that's a pretty terrible thing. Why do we keep doing this if it's, if we're continuing to fail? Um, And so I was doing some research, and it's mostly, you know, because we, like, have these unrealistic goals or we don't, like, map it out. Mm. So, like, I'm sure we all heard of SMART goals, right? Do, Do people talk about that in college? No, no one. No guys, clue what no. smart yeah, goals. No you guys never heard of smart goals? No. no. Okay, so I don't know why I'm such a nerd that I know about smart goals. Okay, so all of this sound really nerdy. You right also now. have like a goal planner too, Keith. I'm like a this really big goal thing. planner. If this you know me, thing. I'm I'm goal planning 365 days of the year. 
Um, so, okay. I'll give you sparkles, which might help you guys and anyone yeah. listening to achieve your goals. Okay. So, this is a smarkle. Um, it's like an acronym. S stands for specific. Uh, M is measurable. A is achievable. R is relevant. T is time bound. So, basically, you can't have like um, a goal like I'll lose weight. You are bound to fail because you need to map out why am I like, why are you losing weight? How much weight are you losing? How are you going to get there? Like people don't map out a way to get their goal, aka the SMART acronym. You just say stuff. And if you say a blanket statement, you're bound to not achieve it. Like if you say, I want to like save money, how the hell are you going to do that? You're just going to wake up and be like, saving money today. Like you have to be like, okay, I'm going to cut down on this expense or I'm going to not eat out as much. Like you have to like go past the surface level of things. And I think naturally humans are um, kind of stagnant and simple minded that they don't really go past the steps of like thinking about how they're going to achieve their goals. They just say a bunch of stuff. And honestly, I think that's why most people are unsuccessful in any aspect of their life because they don't like really go past the surface. Yeah. And that could go with like relationship. It's just like, I want someone who's cute. It's like, okay, well, what else? How are, how is, how is that going to benefit a relationship? You know? So I like to think about things. Like I think that. it's harder to sit down and actually plan something. But that's why you got to do it. Yeah. Otherwise you fail. Yeah. You're yeah. part of like 80% mm-hmm. of Americans that fail mm-hmm. doing that. Um, so I think if people really think about it, they could achieve their goals. Um, I'm always into goal planning, y'all. You know, if you need help, I will map out literally everything. <laughs> Team Sag all day. Such a Sagittarius trait. But yeah, I also agree with you guys Um, of how you said, I think how you guys said like, oh, it's one day. Like we shouldn't just be goal planning for one day. I think that's obviously smart. Um, I think if you are to like write down your goals, you should check in quarterly um, and then also map things out like quarterly. Um, I'll talk about that more when we talk about our personal goals. But um, yeah, check in like once in a while, like make an effort to check in your personal goals um, in your personal life. I think New Year's is just a way to like remind people like, hey, it's a new year. Like you should be checking on yourself. And I think we need things as human, like new things. So like a new month, a new week, a new year. Like there's reasons why we have those things to like help us be better people um yeah i mean i also um i also think the problem well not it's like kind of adjacent to this topic is that i think there's like this idea that you have to have like some big goal and i've been talking to a lot of people recently about people's different levels of ambition and i think that it's also important sometimes to be like oh what's your goal for the year or whatever and like you don't have one i think that's also okay. Like, I don't think you necessarily have to have like some big, you know, tangible goal. I mean, it could like literally just be like, I I don't necessarily think that like trying to, you know, be more positive about like have a more positive outlook or like be kinder necessarily requires something that has a lot of planning. It's just oh, like no, trying to make incremental changes like daily. Yeah. But I think even yeah. if you have, um, small goals, like be kinder, I think you can even just take that a step forward and be like, does that mean giving a compliment every day or every week? Like, it doesn't have to be mapped out. Um, but you made a good point, Amari, that um, a lot of people, you don't need to have these massive goals. And, sorry, I'm going to bring some nerdy stuff up again. The reasons why you fail on your goals. Your goals aren't clear, which we already discussed. You feel over overwhelmed, which I think is a big one. Like, you feel... Uh, you make this goal and then you're already overwhelmed so you're like not likely to achieve it 
Um, you also feel discouraged and you're not even ready to change. <clears throat> so I, I think, again, it's like if you're not even ready to make this step, why are you setting yourself up for failure? That's how I feel about losing weight. That's I, like- I think it's OK to not have that that goal. No, you know but, but no, but I'm saying in general, like I want to lose some weight. Like I don't want to lose a whole bunch of weight. I don't want to get hella skinny. I just want to lose like a little bit, like just a tad, like just as much. So when I sit down, my pants don't feel tighter than when I'm I stand determined up. to help you reach this goal. Thank you, Kia. But I just feel so overwhelmed <laughs> with it. Like, do you feel overwhelmed because you hear the terms? So if I say, Janae wants to lose weight but what if i say janae wants to lose five pounds by the end of january do you still feel overwhelmed by that no i I think that's that's the answer oh shit because you're not you're saying i want to lose weight when that is an overwhelming goal but if i say like okay you're gonna lose five pounds by january let's say you're gonna lose 30 pounds by june Mm mm-hmm that doesn't sound overwhelming because it's you you are you can already see that that's achievable yeah and then the next step would just be like how are we going to lose that five pounds is that working out more is that cutting dairy out of your diet is Mm -hmm. that you know what i'm saying so like that's slow ways so like the month of january you cut out let's say sugar Mm -hmm. um and then you weigh yourself already overwhelmed cutting out sugar jesus okay so we could start similar to that but you know what i'm saying you know what i'm saying like it just by week then by month then by like six months you've already achieved your goal by june but have you guys ever found that like sometimes i don't know about for you guys personally or whatever i feel like i've i've found that like i've reached a goal by not necessarily consciously thinking about it all the time Mm -hmm. like growing up i was I was considered overweight for a bit and I always wanted to lose weight, but I never did it. And then I accidentally happened to lose a lot of weight when I started playing lacrosse, but that wasn't something like I didn't start playing lacrosse to lose weight. You know, Mm -hmm. that was just a result of doing something. That could be your subconscious mind. Yeah. Like you're, you subconsciously like told yourself, I want to lose weight. And maybe that was somehow connected to lacrosse. Um, No, it was more like someone's like, you should play lacrosse. And I was like, Oh, I like a challenge. I'll go play lacrosse. I don't think so. I don't think I, I did. I don't think I knew the level uh, of impact that running that much would have on my body. Mm-hmm. I was also like 11 and not really thinking about that stuff. Well, that's why I said your subconscious mind, because you weren't thinking about it. Yeah, I I guess like I guess I'm just curious for you guys. Like, have you thought have you ever noticed that like you've you've reached a goal without necessarily like like really like significantly to the point like mapping out how you were going to reach it? Oh, for sure. Yeah, 100. Yeah, I have. I think that's just life, honestly. Yeah, and I'm not sure if that's like necessarily the subconscious mind or not. I think that's just like. Well, I, I I guess honestly, I guess it is. Because if you that think is. about if, if you're like, oh, you know, I, I want to be more active. And then next thing you know, an opportunity falls in your lap to get on a sports team. And next thing you know, you're more active. You lost weight. I think it has a lot to do with that, which is why I'm excited for our manifesting one episode, because I think it's related. <laughs> Sorry, I'm so nerdy. But like what you mentioned, um, Amari. So last year I had the goal... Um, I'll talk about the 
the way I map out my goals later, but I had the goal of like working on my patience because I knew that that was like my number one flaw is that I'm super impatient. And it was always something I, I was aware of, but I was like, I really need to change that. Like, that's mm-hmm. like, that's a huge flaw. Like I not saying I need to be perfect, but like I, I'm so impatient. It's like getting to the point where it's crazy. So, um, I remember kind of like praying and like, being like, God, can you help me work on my patience? So mm-hmm. obviously that's not something I'm going to map out. Like, yeah, you got to be patient by doing X, Y, and Z. I was just like, you know what? God, I actually really want to work on my patience. Um, and then like the beginning of this time, like last year, like a lot of things had happened where I was like forced to work on my patience. Um, and I feel like that's all like related to like into manifesting and talking like to the universe and and, like i really want to work on that goal and like by the end of 2019 i like i see a big change with my patients i'm still working on it still not great still flaw but like it was just like a thing where i'd mentioned and then it just had happened um rachel i know in the past you've talked like a whole bunch about manifesting your goals and kind of even manifesting your move to atlanta like tell us more about that yeah yeah, um, what Kia said about, um, first of all, just like speaking it out into the universe. I did that a lot. Um, I would just like pray like on my lunch breaks and like just tell the universe like all my problems and what I wanted to accomplish. And um, I think there's something very powerful in like speaking what you want to existence. And then after you speak that into existence, believing that it's going to happen, like if you can envision it, then it can happen. Um this move to Atlanta just didn't happen out of nowhere. It just happened um, with me believing that what I wanted, that I can achieve it. And there's a lot of things that were holding me back. And I will talk about that in like my mental, in my segment about mental health. But it's important to let go of things that are holding you back because it can interfere in you wanting to achieve your goals. So I just think that it's important to... Just believe in yourself and keep on envisioning it. Whenever, no matter what anyone has to say, like it can be your friends, your family, like people are going to doubt you. And I think that's just like the universe testing you to see like how strong you are to like fulfill what is what it is that you want to fulfill. Mm. Yeah, I think that's great. And I hope we don't sound like crazy, but this stuff is really real. You yeah, know what I'm no, saying? It's like, real. yeah, it's y'all real. sound so positive as hell, and I'm like, <laughs> I'm truly the cynic of this group. No, okay, Amar, I promise you, I'm telling you, this manifesting no, I mean, episode, y'all. I'm excited because I, mean, I just like started like reading about it, and then I see it slowly, and I'm like, damn, yo, mm-hmm. this this sound like bullshit before, but like, yeah. I can see it. Laws of attraction. Yeah. I mean, like, I definitely do believe to a certain extent that the energy you put out into the world comes back to you in some way. But I've also, you know, I think just seeing the world as it is and just seeing a lot of people, you know, who pray and think and are positive and like, like stuff just never happens for them. It just like doesn't come around. So I don't know. I just have like, I have a hard idea of believing that the universe is conspiring in my favor while also conspiring against other people. It's not, it's not only just about praying, but it's also about putting the work in. Like you can't say, Oh God, please help me pass this test. And you've only been to the class once or twice and you didn't study the material. Like behind prayer, you have to put in work in order for it to, to manifest and happen. Do you guys think that this is like a spiritual thing? Does it have to be? Amari, are you talking about, sorry, Amari, I feel like maybe Amari is talking about like, 
things that happen to bad things that happen I mean, to good people. I'm, you know what I'm saying? I'm, yeah, like bad things that happen. I'm like, I definitely do believe that. I mean, I'm not religious. I don't consider myself religious. I don't necessarily be- necessarily believe in God. I do believe in a higher source of power, but I'm not going to label that. But I also do. Mm-hmm. I, I agree that like behind manifesting energy and manifesting thought is work. But I also do think there are a lot of people out there who do those things who put in the work and try to do that. And it just doesn't come for them. And I think it's, you know, I always think of, um, you know, people at the end of a race, like after running a race and they point up towards God and like, Mm -hmm. like God had them the whole time or something. But I'm like, so did he not have the other people too, that were running in the race? I don't know. I just think there are a lot of people out there who are doing the work, trying to do things and just like the world is not, coming back to them. I mean, like, I definitely think that goes into like deeper world issues and all that stuff, but it's just like really hard. Uh, you know, I don't know. I don't necessarily. Yeah. I think I, I get what you're saying. Yeah. Um, I've thought about that too. I've, I got to read more into that. Um, cause I've just started reading about this and I just got the book, the secret. I want to start reading that too. Um, yeah, my mom swears by that book. My parents do too. <laughs> hey, I can so see why. Put that on her reading list or something. Cause I feel like that's how all the people, all the older people get behind things the thing that i really really struggle with with all of this is keeping to it and that's something that like is a personality thing for me i have a habit of getting bored with things very very quickly so it'll be like i'll you know say like i want to do this i want to do that and i'll write it down and and tack it onto my wall and then before i know it i've just kind of lost sight of it in the shuffle of my life or so I'll how just long like, are you doing it for though because i think i think it's just statistically 30 to 90 days to keep a habit mm. so if you are committed to keep doing the same routine 30 days your body is going to be like craving this new habit yeah so like the first 30 days is probably the hardest of you keeping whatever habit mm-hmm. and then i would say 16 and 90 after that you're gonna be like wow this is weird not having this you know what yeah. i'm saying and that's what i had to do when i wanted to work out in the morning like i was like damn this shit sucks like i hate this but after like 90 days i was like yo i i cannot start my day without working out yeah so i think that's another thing that's a little hard that people don't remember is that you have to keep doing it and then your body will be like i gotta keep doing this yeah yeah and i would say that i mean moving into talking about our goals and stuff a lot of my goals have to do with losing weight is one of them but that's not like a big item goal that i want a lot of mine are more long term like i want to get my finances together like I have not been diligent on my student loans. I spend way too much money on dumb stuff and I want to, you know, build up my savings and be able to travel more. And, you know, I I just want to be more responsible with my money. That's like I think if you map this out, you will achieve it. I have actually started to keep a money journal. Okay. so budgeting myself, writing down how much money I make in a month where that money goes, like my important expenses, how much money I have left over. Like I've started doing that because like this goal is something that I'm like, this is something that's going to help me for the rest of my life. It's time to get serious about this instead of just seeing money come in and out of my bank account and being like, what happened? And if you need assistance with that, there's also apps, mm-hmm. you know, that like if you you can't physically write it down every day. I have one. Look at you. You're already starting. See, and, and, and that's the thing. These are little things that I've known for a while that I wanted to do. It's just now I'm actually like, all right, Janae, cut the bullshit and get 
serious about it. And you mentioned uh, student loans. So, like, one of your goals could be refinancing your student loans. If you need a link, I have $200 off. Just, you know, call me. Um, So that could be, like, dedicating one weekend to looking at the, the cheapest Uh, student loan rate Mm -hmm. and that's also another goal that I wrote down like that I achieved in 2019 that I like didn't make the goal but like I I did refinance my loans Mm -hmm. Um, so I think that and then I think a good start is like like you said mapping out how much you have in a paycheck and and where that money goes yeah and sticking to that Um, and also if you guys need you know Capital One recommendations I also have links hundred dollars up if you, you know, use this link. So, just say. My last goal is romantic. Yes! Uh, it is to put myself out there more. And to, Kia, that's very loud. You're in front of a microphone. <laughs> I want y'all to hear it. It's to put myself out there more with the men's folks. Because I have spent a really, really large portion of my life, you know, just being like, oh my God, he's so cute. And then like, just not talking to a guy, not approaching a guy, expecting a guy to approach me. Um, and, you know, I'm starting to realize that everyone's just a nervous Nelly nowadays. Also, the fact that I don't know, there's a lot of afraid people out here and I might seem scary. I, I'm not. Um but I'm I'm just trying to get better at that. Last Shoot your time, shot, 2020. Exactly. Last time I went out, I gave a guy my number. Yeah. Nothing, nothing came of it. I was shaking like a Don't leaf. Matter. He was nice, but it it was like okay, I put myself out there. Like mm-hmm. I did this. I can did do it. this. Yeah. That's so, a start. Yeah. Those are my three goals: money, weight, and putting myself out there. I'm excited. I feel like you can achieve all this actually really soon. Thank you, Kia. Thank you. Mm-hmm. I'm really excited for you. Anyone else? Talk about your goals, guys, or your resolutions, or I don't know. I'll wait, because y- y'all know mine is mapped out. Yeah. So. Rachel, you can go. Um, okay. I didn't really think about it. I didn't, like, really map it out, but um, I do want to be more conscious of, like, my health and what I put in my body. Mm-hmm and working out um same as Janae with like finances um bringing up my credit score um paying attention to all my bills make sure they all paid on time and um just to keep to keep living life and continue to push boundaries things that um have made me fearful and to just go and attack it and just enjoy every step of it. That's my goals for 2020 Love so far. It. Great goals. I feel like those are solid. Amari, do, do you have anything you want to achieve? Doesn't have to be a resolution. Could just be something you want to do. No, yeah. I think I'm kind of more like Rachel. Like I haven't, well, like people have been asking me and I've kind of been changing my answer each time because I'm like, oh, maybe it should be this. So I haven't necessarily um, mapped out what I want. But for one, I definitely do know I want to think less about men. I think they take up a lot of space um, in my mind and suck a lot of energy from me. Um, So I do want to transfer that energy back into myself. Um, I would like to be more present um, in my day-to-day life. And I think that also means cutting down on the time I spend online on social media and the internet in general. Um, and then 
Yeah, I think those are those are the main two that I can think of. Nothing big or major. I just kind of want to like refocus my energy. I think those are great goals. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Especially like being more present. Yeah, being more present. That's like a huge one. I've been pushing yeah. myself to mm-hmm. read books so I can be on mm-hmm. my phone less. I don't know mm-hmm. how I'm doing with it. I've been reading <laughs> Harry Potter. That's great. But that's a good start. That's yeah, a great start. It's, yeah, because I'm like I need to be on my phone less. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. good. Um, I guess I'll go. Okay, so um, actually, I started writing. I actually started writing long-term goals, like a long-term goal doc, like everything I want to achieve in a life because I'm psycho. Um, So I wrote that out first, like back in October. And then, so the way I map out how I like see myself uh, being a better person is I map out my life in like quadrants. So I will map it out in like money, career, love, self-care, health family friends so i usually damn Kia, a- your resolution this process is giving me anxiety <laughs> no I, I this is just me i'm a sad so i do all this also this is based off like the manifesting booklet with kimberly who will interview later but um so like mapping and i first did this because the first exercise is like cutting your life into quadrants and then rating it so like i would rate you know is this an eight is this a ten is it's a five or six and when i did that i actually felt better because i'm like oh i thought like like I was having a bad day or bad life, but like in reality, a lot of these are like high rated, high high ratings, and my life is actually going better than I thought. So I just look at it as like, how can I be a better friend? How can I be a better daughter? How can I work on my health? You know, small things like that, um, small term and long term goals. But basically, for this year. My number one goal, actually, you guys already mentioned it, is to be present. And so I am with that doing like daily meditation and I have mindfulness cards at my work right now because I know that's something like I really, really need to work on. Um, That also goes along with my patience goal from last year. So I think I really, really need to work on being present and also not planning my life out so much. (laughs) Sorry, that seems ironic because so I so counterproductive. That. No, I'm sorry. I meant like not planning my life out as much, not having goal, but not planning like. So usually I would. I used to be really bad with this, and I'm so happy I'm not as bad. But I used to plan out like every single aspect of my weekend. So like, if you would have told me like two years ago, I would literally have all of February mapped out right now, like all of everything I'm doing on the wow. weekends. That and I'm. I I'm, I was bad. Yeah, no, I was. I used to be terrible and I'm cutting it down, but I'm trying to do it even more now. Whereas it's like, I, I'm trying to plan half the things and half leave it up to like spo- spontaneous things. So like, if that means, um, a friend says, Hey, what are you doing? Then we go out and like spontaneous stuff. Cause that's, that brings a lot of joy. But if it doesn't happen, if it doesn't happen, it's like, okay, I'll use this time to work on like my personal goal of the podcast. So I'm trying to do better of like not being so mapped out and like uh, being more mindful and stuff. That's my number one thing. Um, and then there's small things like cutting down on cheese and dairy. Oh, God. Yes. Um, saving a certain amount at the end of the year. Um, seeing my family a little more. So just small things like that. But, but that's the number one. Yep. 
So that's if you guys need any help mapping out your goals, I love this stuff. I will help you, man. My chest is when I I'm not lying to you when my I said my chest is physically tight right now. Oh my god, oh my god. I'm sorry. That, that's just how I do it. I know everyone's just on great goals though. Yeah, I, I promise I won't great. overwhelm you. So we were talking about um, resolutions we would like for the black community because this podcast is about black people. So um, what specific resolutions we have for black people? Mine was stop telling black women that wear weaves that they want white people hair. (laughs) Um, Stop supporting culture appropriators like the Kardashians because I don't know why y'all do that. Um, And also stop giving certain celebrities and institutions a pass, a.k.a. Kanye West in the NFL. Think about it because that could, you know, be a whole nother topic. But think about it. Okay. Um, Mine was that uh, black people need to be more open about physical and mental health. I know way, way, way too many black people, specifically black men, sorry, that end up, you know, dying or being seriously injured because they do not take care of their health. It's like they, they haven't gone to the doctors in 30 years and then come mm-hmm. to find out they have a tumor. They have to get a leg chopped off. You know, they have cancer. It's crazy. And then same thing with mental health as well. I do not think black people talk about mental health enough. And I think it's something that's really, really frowned upon in the black community. And it's like if you would go to the doctors when you feel sick or when you feel something's wrong physically, why wouldn't you go to the doctors when you feel like something's wrong mentally or just for a checkup? You know, Mm -hmm. so, Mm -hmm. yeah, those are mine. Yeah. And like to piggyback off of the um, doctors, there is a history of, you know, black people, you know, having clear reasons to not trust you know doctors and that kind of institution but if you are uncomfortable with certain doctors you know you can find one that is black support black doctors um and that might help their comfortability level um yeah mine was just that we realized colorism as a result of colonialism thrust upon black people so we never fully unite and rise above white supremacy as one collective powerful body and there are yeah Sorry, I was, I, was, <laughs> I was cheering you on. I was hyping you oh, up. Yeah. <laughs> I wasn't sure if you had something to add on it. No. Um, and there are, of course, other systems that are at work to suppress and divide us. Um, and I just also hope Black people will just realize the power that we have, like our dollar has, and stop giving mm-hmm. it to entities that do not support Black people, but instead use us Amen. as props for their own societal and economic Ooh. gain. So, yes, as Kia said, that means stop watching the NFL. Stop um, watching the NFL. Stop it. Just stop it. Um, <laughs> it's really not that hard. Turn off the goddamn TV. <laughs> you know, I mean, I know Nike put out that big ad with uh, Colin Kaepernick, but also think twice before you buy those Nikes because you need to look where the Nike dollar is also going, like what entities they are supporting with your money. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, it's important to look at companies and what other things they they support. Like I w- was doing research the other day and I found that, you know, Unilever that, you know, owns Dove and supports, you know, like everybody also simultaneously owns a company called Fair and Lovely, which... Ooh, um, skin lightning. Skin lightning, right. So yeah. hypocrisy at its finest. Um, so just what? things to, you know, stay woke. As the children say, stay woke. Uh, my my goal for the black community is for the community to understand the importance of financial literacy and to continue to buy black and support our community. Yes. Hey. yes. These, goals. these are good goals for the black community. Great goals. And also with the financial literacy and what you said, Amari, um, mm-hmm. I think people fail to realize that 
how many black people watch the NFL and how um, if people really looked at the stats of how big the audience is black watching the NFL and how mm-hmm. much buying and ad power the black people have, y'all be turned off the NFL because you would actually yeah. make a difference. So I'm sick of people saying like, it's not going to make a difference if all y'all black people would actually stop. It would make a difference. I'm sorry. Like legit, one of the only things that makes a difference in America is money. And you have power with your money. So literally stop watching the NFL. Literally stop. Just stop, stop doing it. And also, stop good buying, point. I'm sorry. Good point yeah, on Nike. Stop buying those jerseys. Yes, Rachel. Yes. Also, um, when you mention about Nike, if you guys look up Allison Felix, black woman track runner, um, mm-hmm. Nike actually fired her for like basically being pregnant. Um, so what? look into that story. That's a whole other thing. But yeah, look into it because they're preaching all this stuff about Colin Kaepernick and stuff. But like behind the scenes, they're doing actually a lot of mess up stuff with black women. So, wow. Anyway, Rachel. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, I'm just going to quickly just go over um, the importance of just being positive and making sure that mentally you are healthy to fulfill your goals for the new year. Um, just whatever it is that may be hindering you from accomplishing your goals and fulfilling your dreams, just make sure that you, um, take care of whatever it is, um, especially things from your past, because that can affect how you, think and how you emotionally react to certain things. So just be conscious of how you treat yourself and how you treat others and um, continue to educate yourself on mental health, Um, whether it is working out or just writing in a journal, speaking to a therapist, take care of you all of 2019. That's all for Time to Talk Mental Health. Yes. (laughs) That was cute. Um, on to messy shit with Janae. Um, so this was a um, friend of mine, Kristen, who um, just wanted some advice. Um, she said, I've been at my current job now for a little over two years. I received a union-based raise a year ago, but not a performance uh base raise or a merit-based one. My responsibilities since I began have multiplied. And at times I feel like I'm carrying my department. I'm ready to ask my boss for a raise, but I'm nervous that if I ask for what I really deserve, the answer will be no, or I'll have to settle. If I don't get the number I feel I deserve, should I bounce or just suck it up, suck it up and stay? I have a pretty decent savings under my belt, so I could be okay for a few months or should I suck it up and stay? Um, personally, when, when she and I were talking about this, she also like gave a few factors on about how like she's been applying, but she's not necessarily sure what she wants to do in her life. So she kind of feels like she's at a loss with that. And the advice that I would give her is just kind of like throw it out there. Like Mm -hmm. you can ask for more money while simultaneously applying for different jobs and still looking. And if you don't get what you want, I mean, unless you're really like, I need to leave this place, like unless you're really, really unhappy, you can stay, get a raise and then leave two weeks later. Like, that's okay. Also, men never think about this. Men, I feel like men They just ask for a raise. Yeah. And guess what the worst that's going to happen? You get told no. That's it. That's it. And you still go to bed at night with Mm -hmm. the job. And I, I feel like like we just don't women 
aren't trained that way, I guess. They're not. I think we're more so like, oh, my God, this is going to be so awkward if I don't get this. Maybe they'll say no. Maybe I'll get fired. Me and my boss's relationship won't be the same anymore. At the end of the day, it's a game. So all you can do is just put yourself out there. And this is advice that I had to learn that I'm still learning and still applying for myself. For sure. Because to be honest, I'm in a similar situation right now where it's Mm -hmm. kind of like I need more money, but I also don't want to be here and I don't know what the answer is going to be. So you're in like this weird limbo. And it's like, yeah, Rachel. Sorry. Sorry to cut you off. No, you're fine. Continue. No, you go. No, I would just say that she should just go for it because, um, when I got this transfer, they were actually going to pay me less than what I was making in New York. Mm. And I basically told them that I need to be making the same amount or a little bit more. And they gave me, they gave me a raise. So if I didn't ask, if I didn't ask, I wouldn't be getting paid less than what then I was making in New York. Mm -hmm. So I would just say, I would just tell her, go for it. Like, like we said before, the worst thing that can happen is that they say no. Yeah. Yeah. And, and also when you step into that meeting, just like, come prepared with a list of your accomplishments that you've done and like what you do for them. Um, I remember when I went in for like my first like raise review or whatever, I had a list of all the things that I was doing. So like, if they told me no, I could been like, well, I do X, Y, and Z. And like, this is why not only do I think I deserve it, but they're also the numbers and like factors, uh, it's just unfortunate that like as a, a lot of times as women is like you have to prove that you're actually doing the work while other people don't do the work and still get a raise. But um, I think that definitely does help. Like it helped me having a solid um, like outline of what I had done. I mean, granted, I didn't end up needing it because luckily my employer realized I was doing the work, but not all not a lot of people are not that lucky. Yeah. yeah. Definitely. And it's it's a really hard thing to put yourself out there and do it, especially if you've never done it before. But just know that it gets easier every time you do. And that's with mm-hmm. everything that has to do with standing up for yourself and advocating for yourself. It gets easier every single solitary time. So. Yeah. Yes. It's unfortunate mm-hmm. that because I read a lot about this after having some issues with my first job and negotiating and stuff. And then I just read and I listen to a lot of podcasts about business and stuff, how much men don't think about this and now my mindset is every time it's work-based I'm like how would a man do it great and luckily I've had some like white guys and you know business that have been like telling me this stuff and I'm like well they're doing it right I could do it too yeah and I think the worst that could happen is like no job is gonna be like damn she asked for a raise fire her bruh yeah like no one's gonna yeah. say that and if they do sue them like you know what i'm saying like, you yeah. can't do that yeah so like ask for your money get your money and even if you do get a new job people be doing that all the time people be getting raised and leave the next month i have a coworker who literally just did it it, it does happen all the time i didn't see it coming he came up to me skipping one day like i just got a raise and then less than a month later i get an email saying farewell i'm like the hell how did it you get that extra money for a month and you get more money yeah secure your bag because also these companies don't care about you the way you care about those companies so like you're replaceable they don't hit those numbers guess who's getting laid off you you no matter y'all ask for that money yeah ask for your money 2020 (laughs) okay all right oh also you know a dream without a plan is a wish that's all i'm saying Mm -hmm. um oh yeah okay are we done yeah anyone else have any any (laughs) sorry i just wanted to make sure i didn't like cut anyone off no you're good um we're done but yeah so also for 2020 i feel like we should spread the love here on so-called oreo so like if y'all got any 
suggestions for like other you know people's art projects companies that we should shout out you know just let us know yeah or if y'all got someone hit us up so the first person i want to shout out is my former co-worker at true tv jordan faella um He's amazing. He has a comedy show called Modern Whitney um, once a month at Caveat in New York City, Lower East Side. Um, And he has a show this Friday, which will be January 17th. Uh, Doors open at 9. Show starts at 9.30. Tickets are $10 if you get them online. So just look up Modern Whitney. Um, $12 at the door. But it's an art comedy show. It's something like I've never seen before. Janae went. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You didn't go to the best one. But, you know... (laughs) Just just come. Jordan's amazing. And actually, every time he introduces me, he literally says, Nakia has a podcast. He, so called Oris. It is so <laughs> cute, y'all. I love him so much. Literally, every time I meet someone in the building, he goes, and Nakia has a podcast. It's called So Called Oreos. And you should, he has this whole pitch ready. It's amazing. So I just want to give the favor back to him. Check out his comedy show. It's really funny. He has different New York-based comics um, each month. Um, and yeah, I basically go every month. So I'll be there, too. Oh, yeah. Also, I'm supposed to close this out. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, let's turn. Okay, anyway, thanks, guys, for listening to this week's episode of the So-Called Oreo podcast. Please follow us on all social media at So-Called Oreos. And you can email us at socalledoreos at gmail.com. And you can listen to us on all the podcast platforms, including SoundCloud, iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, Pandora, Google Play. And please remember to keep liking, rating, subscribing, and leaving a goddamn review. And that's it. Thanks for listening. Bye. 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 Bye.